Uh, m- hi, hi. My name's Mark Grist. I-, I used to be an English teacher. I'm approaching middle age, and I really want to learn how to rap. Last time on Mark Can't Rap. I don't fit in here on the mic on these streets now it's crystal clear. It wasn't what I expected. <laughs> when it comes to the track, I'm, I'm kind of torn. Everything in this world is energy, and I feel like when you speak positive energy, it will always come back to you. My collection of poetry, Rogue Teacher, pretty much every single poem in that collection is now accessible online. So obviously this is a long time coming, man. Uh, like, I, I think I've worked out the timeline here, right? And like, you recorded the first episode of season two, April 2020, right? Yeah. Final episode, one before this one, recorded summer last year, August 2021. So overall, series two is about like a, a year of your life, like on tape here, right? That's a year of you going through the pandemic, working on your rap, working on yourself, taking advice from other artists, feeding that back into your own situation. Then like since August, 2021, there's been like another 16 months of like shaping that material, right? Turning it into a podcast, which is like a whole lot of time in itself yeah. for <laughs> reflection yeah, yeah, on what you've got on. To put it into context, right? It's been over two and a half years since you dressed up as Batman. <laughs> and did that yeah. free uh, Zoom workshop for those kids back in yeah, April yeah. 2020. Um, we've had three prime ministers since you started this series, Mark. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But we've had three prime ministers in the last six months. Yeah, yeah, okay. Actually, that doesn't say very much. We're going through prime ministers at a pretty, uh, a pretty fast rate right now. But uh, I mean, it's crazy, man. I mean, like, 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 I just don't really quite know. It's been a much longer project than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I think when I first. Uh, I wasn't even going to mention this, but when I first applied for funding from Arts Council England to, to work on the project, the focus initially I, I wanted to be on, on, on taking rap into schools yeah. particularly and like collaborating with people. Yeah. And then COVID hit shortly after getting the funding. I was very fortunate that Arts Council England were happy to like refocus yeah, the series. Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. there were no more schools. Basically, no, for a while. No, yeah, every single thing about that we were going to cover was was not possible. But we did pick up things like you know the Black Lives Matter rallies and things like that. We could be a little bit more reactive to what was going on around us rather yeah. than have to be kind of stuck on a a predetermined kind of plot. But it also meant I had no idea what was going to happen as the series progressed. I was just <laughs> going to try and document what was happening as it happened. I suppose. Well, I mean, that's what I really love. I mean, just to putting it into context of season two against season one. Like when we first started working on season one, obviously we worked closer together on yeah. that first season. And then in this, this, this second season, I've done some, some, some script editing on the, on the show, but uh, on the whole, you've been working with Juxta, who's been amazing, by the way. I've yeah, got Juxta's to be honest. Juxta's really stepped I've just, up. One of the things I've really enjoyed about listening back to the, the new series is like your collaborations with, with Juxta. Cause he's, I, I really, really love, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's true. yeah, I think he's done some amazing editing. He's done throughout. great. He's done great. And, and that is, in addition, I've got to be honest, in addition to everything that you've been 
learning about rap over these two series. You're, you're also both, you're simultaneously also learning about like, uh, like documentary radio production. It's like this whole other sort of like side, which, you know, like. Yeah, there's a lot more. I think people are sometimes surprised when I talk to them about how long it's taken to make the individual episodes. Yeah. Because you have the interviews, you, you're kind of scripting, you're working out the creative pieces as well, and trying to solve it all together. There's a lot that's been thrown out. The outside perspective still on podcasting is that like two dudes just get into a room, turn a mic on, and that is It's kind of what we're doing right now. It is what so. we're doing right now. Okay, this is our one time doing that. And we always spoke about this show like it was this tightrope, right? Because right from the beginning, we were aware that we were going to be sort of like following you on a journey, you know, like as, you know, like working towards making this mixtape in series one. And yet simultaneously, you know, we were going to have all these like guest voices coming in onto the show. Uh, and when those voices sort of came in, like it was also important that you kind of got out of the way, all right, that we let them tell their stories and their own voices. And not every single artist who came onto the, the podcast was simply being funneled back into, into your story. And so it was always this like balance of like, we want to like, explore the world of like you know like of like contemporary like like rap and, and, and lyric writing and creativity whilst also telling your story and making sure that those two things didn't consume each other and if season one was a tightrope I think season two is like walking a tightrope whilst also on a unicycle and juggling burning kittens right because like with the unicycle being the pandemic basically but i mean i just think you've done it so incredibly well and like like but it was it was like doing everything on expert mode because not only were you doing those two things that we just spoke about but you're also providing this like snapshot of like the world in this particular moment right and being reactive and like what how how are these artists dealing with what's happening like right now like what what are their responses to it what tools are in a rapper's toolbox that can help us kind of like understand, like cope with, you know, like what's going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's been tough. I think, I think that tightrope, we've talked about it quite a lot. It's tricky when you're writing kind of a quest narrative, not to lean too much into like making me some kind of hero, right? <laughs> yeah. Within it all, pushing me to the background a bit more actually at points. So we really worked a lot harder on how to, how to get the most out of those conversations this time around and really put the artists at the centre of the episodes. I hope people feel that that's been an, an adjustment in the second season. Um, I, I mean, I certainly, man, that was one of the things I really loved about it was, you know, like, this idea of, you know, like, just turns out rappers do have really good life skills for kind of dealing with, like, an emergency like this, right? Because uh, I just thought that came through so clearly all the way through the series not only like they like their positivity and their like resourcefulness but like they had to like believe in their abilities the people who throughout the, then their careers they keep getting knocked down and getting up again they've had to be independently motivated they've had to be people who like listen to their inner voice and like know when to evolve and change you know like uh like blizzard moving into like beat making uh they've had to learn how to like meticulously analyze their own like business practice and like fine tune their workflow, like with Genesis Elijah, or like know when to like, it's best to go it alone and rediscover their own creative passion, like Michael Payne. I don't know, man. I just found every single one of those yeah. really I found that, that chat with Michael Payne at the start of the season really, really powerful for me. Like, yeah. Talking about losing a label, being being dropped from, from a label and how liberating and how 
how helpful that was. And all of the MCs that I've spoken to have been like were so compassionate. Yeah. Um and willing to share their their time. I didn't realise when I started the project when we had to tr- switch this season and and we d- we were like right we're just going to dive into documenting what happened with the, happens with the pandemic. I didn't know how long it was going to last or what it was going to be like. There were points when I thought it was going to be quite a short season like there wasn't going to be much to talk about yeah. and then it kept on going and kept on going. Um but the one thing I always kind of felt consistently confident in is every single time I scheduled an interview with one of the artists and we had the conversation I went away from it thinking this is really valuable content and material so hopefully I think this time we've really put those artists as the heroes of each episode I thought the the Mice Diggy episode for me was probably the episode that um was our, our interview was really really profound we actually had to have the interview twice because there was some 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 feedback issues so so we had a lot of tape to record and um i mean i think it's yeah if out of the entire series i think the one episode that you can even like pull it out of the context of like the rest of the series and just look at at its own artifact i think it's really really special yeah and i think for me that's the most that was the point we got the the craft and and the learning and 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 the kind of the 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 interview was really interesting. We kind of dug in really deep, uh, but also COVID, which was the new kind of character, I suppose, within this series, yeah. was central to what we were discussing. And we weren't really even by the end. The lesson I felt like I got from chatting with Mice Diggy wasn't even so. It was a bit about what makes a banger. Yeah, but a lot of it was about how to deal with your own anger and frustration and the chaos um, that we were going through and and how how we still kind of try and connect with each other if we don't see things the same way. Yeah, man. I I loved it. I mean, you know, like him coming from a perspective of being sceptical of the vaccine, like your frustrations about these counter-narratives and how you met in that episode and like listened to each other. And the fact that you, you didn't only just dig into the backstory of like how people become disenfranchised in relation to government and power, but that you also simultaneously tied it into like a nuanced discussion on like rap's relationship to rules and how rap is like both obsessed with codes of honor while also like continually challenging convention and how like complicated that can be. Yeah. I think just you really got into that, that idea of like, complexity of how we both live a life which is both governed by rules and also how like we're also sort of like continually uh you know like confronted by the limitations of that you know i i don't know man i thought that was yeah i feel significant oh thank you yeah i thought you were gonna be more critical of everything that uh, this season because i i i i i feel like i've i've fucked up a lot this season like um i'm i'm pleased you could it's nice to know that you kind of you clocked those those beats but well, like no, I, no, I, let's, let's talk about i mean because but the thing is man i think you've put all your mistakes in the show and that is what is so yeah, inspirational about it is because like it is actually like again and again man i think you know like and this is why like your creative journey although it has always been consistent throughout the entire thing the journey has always been you getting knocked down and getting back up again is like, is part of it, right? It is that, that yeah. persistence. I still feel like I've so fu- much further to go. I, I, 
I I really do. I I I feel like I didn't create as much this time around in the second season. Although although scripting, making this podcast, second season was so much harder than making the first season. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's more episodes for a start, but also the process because of COVID guidelines and being mm. locked down, we were sending scripts backwards and forwards. Audio yeah. was having to be rewritten all the time. Yeah. It was taking a. Lo- it, it was it was huge. But I, I wrote less lyrics this time around and I found it much harder to write during the, the pandemic um, yeah. the writer's block I suppose is almost like one of the themes right I yeah 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 we start off if it hadn't been of, for the pa- if it yeah. hadn't been for this project I think I would have really struggled to get back on the horse again yeah but man I mean okay what like I just listened on my way back over I was just listening again to like your your baddies rap, which is right back from the start of the series oh yeah and like that's so good man I did like I, okay let's 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 do the shit sandwich, right? I'm gonna praise you, right? <laughs> uh, and 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 then and then we'll get into like okay. some of the things you're, you're you're least happy with, right? And then okay. I mean, I'll, we'll, we'll end. I, with... I I find the praise more uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used. Right, let's let, let, let's breeze past the pra- the praise, right? But no, I I really loved uh, the baddest rapper. I really loved uh, your ghost rapping one as well. It was like really really fun, man. Oh, the ghost writing so one was cool. Yeah. I enjoyed that, and I I enjoyed. I think we'd had like a a brief adjusting the COVID rules that meant like Jay and I could probably go out and film yeah. a music video that, 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 that day. Yeah. So that was really fun making a video for it as well. Yeah. Um, and actually that's, that's one thing, I guess this podcast has been all audio, but both those pieces are kind of like visual pieces as well, getting yeah. to make the music video for ghostwriting and, and the, the baddies rap having the, 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 the baddies flash yeah, up behind me yeah. yeah that's been that was super cool to work on but then I think I got part of that idea as well from from working with you Ross because you've done things where you synchronize your poetry with you know Fresh Prince of Bel-Air you know um, when you did uh, Stand By for Tape back up back when uh, back at Edinburgh and stuff so I think I think having seen some of your synchronizing that I got I got thinking along those lines as well I, I did enjoy the puzzle mm. of it and I think you can you can see me in this season I'm definitely playing a lot more games or yeah. putting puzzles behind the, the pieces like ghostwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's your sword and your shield, man. I think there is some really good stuff that comes out of that and I think it gave you some confidence maybe in other places yeah, that ended up getting means, you a bit into your head. Yeah, it means I get to hide how I feel about things mm-hmm. as well, which I think is a weakness because I think so much of... So much of the messages I was getting from MCs is about you have to share yourself yeah. right you've got to open up yeah. and actually the games that I play in the like you know like who wrote this or trying to kind of like string together the baddies you know my instinct is to kind of hide yeah. myself mm-hmm. in the track which is kind of at odds with a lot of the artists I, I think I speak to and I, I can relate to a lot of that I think that probably is why I do a lot of games myself is it, it is it does remove opportunity to have to actually like step out from behind the curtain and the, i would say man having got to the end of the the series like shall we talk a little bit about the banger should we talk about i mean like oh, yeah, uh, like, yeah. maybe because yeah. i think it maybe it makes sense to talk about that right now seeing as we're sort of talking about like where like emotion ends up getting like a little bit buried i know it was kind of hard for you because of course you were talking about the banger for like a lot of the series. A lot of different people gave you your own their own take on it, yeah, and everybody yeah, said like yeah, a different yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I think that for me personally, I don't know how people felt 
listening to this. And thank you, incidentally, if you listened to the whole of the series, because it, it was a lot of work and I, I hope you found it useful. For me, I struggled with this series being blindsided by everything that was going on, trying to work out what is the arc, what I'm trying to learn. Making a mixtape is a really clear mm-hmm. quest, right, yeah. for season one. I didn't want to be questing as much season two. I wanted to try and put the other artists forward yeah. a bit more. But I knew I was trying to get back getting through COVID. It seemed if the focus is on just writing one track, that would make things easier. Yeah. But actually, as the series went on, the more I spoke to people about this banger, the more it felt like I was just filling my boots with treacle. <laughs> like, I was just like, I was just like, ah. Oh. So actually, I wasn't thinking about this. This seemed like really easy. But the more I was thinking about, like, actually... Maybe this, I just feel like really thinking yeah. is kind of at odds with the with the, the whole feeling that goes into a banger. Yeah. And so the more it got me thinking about it, yeah. the more by the time I was going to the studio, yeah. I felt like this banger has got to do this. this it's got this to do this, this. It's got to do yeah, this. Yeah, I've yeah. We've talked about feeling my identity, like, yeah, yeah. like where I'm from, what I'm about. Why can't I write? What's, you know, yeah. and all these things. Yeah. And I was like, I've got to try and put it all into this one thing. Sure. Yeah. It was like laying a huge egg. <laughs> like, and also then, and, and it was good, I think, for me. I mean, Genesis Elijah, what he said about just seeing what comes out right just kind of being more percussive and just kind of kind of playing around with stuff i found that terrifying i found that really scary but really really enjoyable and and it 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 gave me momentum to then kind of like lock in and then start writing and getting that piece down but i think when i listen back to it i think i've it's too stodgy. It's too much in my own head, I think. I mean, you, you, I know where you're coming from, man. I think, like, there was some real, like, new developments in the stuff that you were doing in that studio that I think was stuff that you've never done before. And I think you should be proud of that. And that was that way of using your voice percussively. I was, and that's something that does tie back to Michael Payne right at the start of the season. He said the same thing. He yeah. was like, it yeah. was like thinking of your voice as like another element in the music. And then I think finally, once you got to put down the notepad, all right, and you got to just like listen to the song, yeah. you, we we could hear you doing it in the studio episode where you're just like you're rat tat tatting out yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the the like the the yeah, sound, yeah. right? And that was the moment where I was like, that is Mark. He's responding to the music, and that is like an emotional response and I think that was really exciting and that was something new for you and if if that track came unstuck anywhere I would say maybe it was and this isn't necessarily like like a blanket bad thing to do but I think it's probably just the thing maybe where you sort of fell back on a place where you were more comfortable was that that poet's way of approaching material where you were interrogating oh yeah but this rap still needs to be about something it still needs to have like content matter and actually like emotion can still be autobiographical even if you're not necessarily tying it you don't necessarily have to include the origin of your emotion you can kind of just like vibe on the response and i think like that is maybe like something i would still love to hear you tackle in the future and I think maybe that was part of why the, the the banger was like something that like attracted you in the first place because it it was a possibility of like putting down the weight of a of a topic and just letting rip on like an emotional level a little bit. 
Yeah, but, I, oh, but I'm still But that's hard, on. though. Yeah, it is. And I think as soon as I kind of got that momentum, that my first instinct was then pick the pad up again and then start... Start shaping. Start shaping. Like, What's this really about? Yeah, and how do I make all that... Make sure the handholds are there. Like, my poetry is mostly designed for performance. So the, the thing that's, I guess, mainly different about that from... from more kind of poetry for the page is if it's on the page you don't have to fully get the poem right you can come back to it dip in whenever you like yeah. but I'm so used to being in front of an audience and they have to get what my poem's about like if, yeah. if they don't get it I've kind of messed up so I kind of put all this scaffolding and all these mm-hmm. handhelds into my work to make sure it, you can get everything on one take yeah. and actually the more I thought about it like a banger is the opposite of that because a banger you go back and hear it multiple times yeah. you like you go back and hear it again so like page poetry to an extent, you can be more obtuse. Like you can just talk in a a way that doesn't have to have all the handholds that a spoken word piece might have to have to kind of guide people through it. Yeah, man, you can riff on texture. It can be something which is just much more of a... And that's, you know, how do we, you know, like you're listening to the music and you're providing an emotional response. And that's the same thing that we're doing when we hear your thing. We're we're listening to the music, we're having an emotional response to it. And that doesn't necessarily have like, like a, a, a complex subject matter behind it it's more the subject matter is just is kind of like cut off and then what you're just left with is that feeling and i think you know like that when that is not to say at all that any like high concept stuff any like really subject driven uh lyrics are like in any way like 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 less good but yeah i think that's still and that's just naturally because that's the that's the furthest point from where you're starting from as a poet. And, and I guess that's why that, that feels like a bit of a, like a, a sort of like a final level for you. I guess because I've, I'm, I've maybe because of the, the, the performance poetry stuff I do, but because it's kind of my job, like it pays my bills, my fear at not being able to, to, to survive and, and, and that's all been locked up in how I perform and what I do. Unpicking it is tricky, mm. is like tiring. Yeah. But man, I've, I've got a lot from this series. It was great to chat to Blizzard. I think to really have that conversation with Blizzard, I thought was really important. Um, yeah, I'm glad you brought up that one because I do think that's another one of my favourite episodes of the series. Just this lovely little little bubble, you know, like because also we deliberately, we sort of had to skirt around your sort of viral battle in the first series. We yeah. couldn't really get into it because yeah, it was going to make yeah. it too much backstory, too much... It was going to overcomplicate things, but obviously we really wanted to get into it. We couldn't, and I just, I just thought that being able to hear the two of you reflecting back on it after this time and how it's changed the way that both of you think about, you know, like what what your creative craft is, and also like how you measure success or how success is sort of like affected. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, I really enjoyed that that conversation no no one was ever really interested in in what it was like for us you know yeah. everyone was kind of like trying to spin it and stuff so yeah to sit down and have a chat about it was was really profound and and i've had some good chats with blizzard since um yeah he's doing really well so that's 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 been great also we've, we've had some amazing stuff that's been sent in from people over the course of the series i am very excited to hear some of the things i thought maybe we'd say. play like I don't know, like three or four tracks or something that, that we could we could have a listen to, and yeah, that would be kind of cool. We could we could check those out um, and see what we think about those. But yeah, thank you to everyone that's messaged. Some people just emailed me to check I was okay at points, and that's really nice as well. Um, I, I like lovely. Um, obviously, it was you know 
I've made this before we're then kind of releasing it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But I mean, I will say just on that note, like I did personally really appreciate, I mean, obviously you're putting like a lot of your, it's quite raw in places. You're, you know, like you're recording, talking about these experiences as they're happening to you, as you're reacting to them. And that was just something that I kind of appreciated because I don't, being you know in isolation like myself and in fact like i've been in isolation for longer periods after everyone else sort of came out because of uh sort of other sort of health complications has meant that like in many ways like the pandemic's lasted longer for me than for other people um and that was actually kind of nice to be able to hear other people still kind of like talking about it and reacting to it during a time where if i left my house I didn't really get much impression of that being part of the general conversation anymore. And so it actually meant quite a lot to be able to sort of, you know, to be honest about it, you know, because I don't think necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like a tremendous I, amount I of places that, to share that, those feelings. Yeah, I found that interesting because it has been, you know, for me, two and a half years of really diving into COVID, I suppose, and what what what's what happened yeah. with that. And it, I do find it unusual. It doesn't seem that there's been much other art that's really kind of directly documented or, or, or talked about what, what we've been going through. Yeah. Um, and it's so. a shame. It's, like, it's hard to, it's hard to grieve and it's hard to like react to it and like think about what the, what, what happened and how that's like affected the decisions that we're making today. If we kind of don't talk about it. So mm. I will say though, I would maybe rappers have talked more about it than uh, yeah. a lot of people like uh, yeah. you included that track from Blizzard. Yeah. In the Blizzard episode, which was all about it, and I don't know, I, I, I find it cathartic to hear people like pulling it apart. That's what rap's so good at, right? Yeah. Is actually, no matter what the perspective is, I guess rap is allowed to be so reactive. It can work fast. It doesn't necessarily need to go through a series of long creative decisions before someone can can greenlight a piece of art to exist. They sit in the studio, they record it, the next day it can be out. And I think that does mean that, you know, I'm appreciative for, you know, like when, for, you know, like the, the, the speed of that reaction. I am, I'm looking forward to kind of wrapping up this stage of the series. I... I think I'm going to take a year out to work on something slightly different. Yeah. Um, I feel like ready to have fun. <laughs> you know, like I feel like I feel like ready. Like this has been quite introspective, and I I feel like I, I kind of would be interested in making a series that's more directly collaborating with people and just making stuff. You yeah. know. Yeah. That'd be cool. Well, accelerating like the collaborative process might also help with getting out of your own head a little bit right because you're going to be that's know, my biggest obstacle i think is 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 me i think chatting with chasimo made me realize that and now i will say like that like talking about chasimo and the affirmations you can also i know it's actually in the episode before so it's before you spoke to chasimo but that was the moment where i really heard you using that positivity because we can hear you in the booth like like fucking up and then like going Let's do it. Let's do it. Keep going. Keep going. Right. And like that is you, that is you talking to yourself. And I think actually maybe in more authentically in those moments, because yeah. that was you again, like that was you properly. That's true. But it was cold face. Yeah, that's true. And I, I, maybe I am, I do do it in, in that, in that context, but, but you know what? It was exhausting as well. I remember coming out after the, the studio 
Yeah. Really, really that relentless positivity. Like, really, really <laughs> like <laughs> shaky, and I had to sit down for a bit, and I, and I thought, I don't know what I've done. I think, uh, yeah, I think I, I actually think I'm, I so I'm self sabotaging my, my writing by just believing I can't do it all the way through. I mean, the the podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, we did maybe with the title. <laughs> yeah, so we. I mean, this podcast is called. Mark can't rap, so so you may have got off on the wrong foot. <laughs> so I mean, it's it is quite. I think going through COVID and 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 thinking about like mindset and and keeping yourself going, it's a pretty heavy title for me to kind of carry. I'm kind of questing against my own self doubt, right? You're questing against your own show title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I was to come back and we were to do a, a, a third season, yeah. I don't think I can keep that title. Okay. I've I've decided that I just I just don't think I can do it. Like Okay, so what's the what what's, what's the rebrand? The re the rebrand. Let's hear it. If we're coming back, I might I would pitch that the rebrand would be Canmark rap. <laughs> yeah. Right? Cuz can I? I don't even know. <laughs> anymore like I think you know it's a subtle change but it makes a lot of difference doesn't it yeah <laughs> uh, should, we, should we listen to some yeah yeah I'd, yeah I'd, I'd love to hear yeah so there's there's a bunch of things people sent in and if, if I'm not playing what you've sent then um, I, I thought I'd play first of all a, a piece that actually had an impact on the podcast okay. so, so when I did the ghostwriting piece I, I said do you want to write from the perspective of someone else and we got a track sent through yeah, this is this is by Jim Jim Fishwick. I believe Jim's based in New Zealand, um, so he heard the episode on on ghostwriting, yeah. and he decided to send in a, a a rap from my perspective. Great. But particularly calling me out on something because I performed all these other pieces, and um, one of the other artist Mickey Worthless who wrote me one of the verses I performed his work within the whole thing a Mark Grist flow more retarded than the voting Nigel Farage in that was the the line that um Mickey had written I performed everyone's work and did the whole track yeah um and Jim heard this and then he wrote his own rap track from my perspective after having performed that rap got you got you this is what he wrote Yo, I'm Mark Grist. Today I got a missive from a listener who's half pissed. They don't want to come off too alarmist. They think most of the time I can't miss, but I stumbled lately. Misunderstood where the mark is. My latest joint, Ghostwriting. I recited verses other guys provided me. It was quite enlightening. And I'm used to dropping hard words, and I thought, oh, it can't hurt. To parrot another bard's verse, even if they drop our slurs. I should have been red carded before I could get started. Should have known how I'd been regarded for using the word. Even with all my fragility, my lexical agility, I've got real culpability when it comes to disability, so I've got no need to compromise. I want to say I'm sorry, guys. The wool's been pulled from off my eyes, and I sincerely apologise. Yeah, I thought it was a great piece. It really did make me think. Afterwards, I went back and I edited it. You edited it out, yeah. because yeah, I, I, think, I think Jim's right. I don't think you need to have that word in there to enjoy the rap and what I'm saying, and I do think that um, it's a word that certainly I work with other writers who would feel that is like uh, a word that would wound them in some way to hear it being chucked around so flagrantly. And I 
I, I respect Jim, like, sending it straight over to me. I mean, it was the right call. You're taking it out. And I think, like, the way that Jim's kind of, like, gently correcting you there yeah. is actually, like, is, 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 is actually doing it in a very, very, very kind and supportive way. It's got really, really good kind of, like, multisyllabic rhymes. The flow's kind of... On point. It's I mean, he's written actually like a political rap, which yeah. not it, it's it's a political rap that's not only like incredibly well constructed, it completely achieved its aim. Like he, he literally like like got to change something by writing that. So like I, I, that's pretty. I, I think in terms of like rap, I think it's pretty. Yeah. Pretty, so I think, yeah. Extremely successful. So I think that's one of that's been one of my favorites that've been sent to because I think that's that's directly had a real impact on me and this podcast. And I think. Um, Whilst doing it in a very charming and uh, and talented way, I, I I got a few tracks sent through um, that were incredibly personal. I, I guess that's what I'd asked for, right? For people to really dig into their lives and what they were going through. Yeah. Um, I had a, a one 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 listener of the series, for example, a guy called Tom. He 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 sent through a track about his his marriage was falling apart. During the during the pandemic, and he kind of went into details on that. So what now? I built this all up, but it might fall down. I can't face this now. Find a distraction, lost in a fast, then I blink and I'm back in wonder what I'm gonna do with it. Don't feel like a man, I don't feel it at all. I felt like a king, now I'm feeling so small. Glass slipper left, is she fleeing this boat? I'm drowning. You know, fears about what they're gonna, what's gonna happen with the kids. Um, and it very, very personal, very raw kind of stuff. And, and I, I got a few things like that. And, and just to say to Tom and, 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 and other people who, who've written, I mean, we've, we've chatted over the emails and talked about the pieces and stuff. But just to say to those people, um, like, thank you for trusting me and sending through personal things. But also, I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased that you were able to kind of find an artistic out, outlet for, for those things that are going on. I, I've decided I'm not going to share any of the pieces that are particularly that sound particularly traumatic or difficult, yeah. I think. Um, because I, particularly if they're dealing with someone, talking about someone else and we're not hearing their side of things. Sure. Also, if those emotions are still in flux and they're still developing, the thing with the podcast is like once you put it, once you upload it, it kind of lives on the internet forever. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of nice. You're in the middle of a creative complex kind of like like discussion with yourself to be able to sort of like, keep developing yeah 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 so if you are someone that sent something like that through i know we've had good chats over the over over email about about the work but just to say um i'm really touched and i really means a lot that 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 you were able to kind of get something from the series and and write things like that uh i think what we'll play next is maybe uh we had louis sent in uh, a track he's he he took the blizzard uh beat one of the two beats that blizzard made and he just kind of went to town mucking about over the top of it. So this is this is what he came up with. LJ, sometimes I feel insane. Like everything I do, I do it entirely for my brain. I live in a breathe, not for you, but to alleviate this pain. We live in a time full of fear, we're always being chased. Through streets and dreams, it all becomes the same cold place. And we're never still before, we're never really truly safe. Sometimes it feels I've accidentally sold and lost my faith. I've lost control of my senses and finally stopped the reins. Occasionally, I'll make my way to a luxurious space. And forget to breathe on nights, my body lies and fully shakes. So much blame in this world, I can't predict who's next to blame. I toss and turn all night and 
day as I wake and lie awake Cause the light in the morning reminds me to live another day I'm supposed to fall in love but we are clearly drowned in hate Sometimes the world feels rushed, everyone's running round in haste Reality is forever forsaken kids these days I never taught it's okay to make mistakes Cold blizzards coming through with the winter of wishlist Delivered from the crew, right club for the misfits I'm like Mark Grist, I murder beats to handle the business Between the fire of my words and the alien districts We the providers, not the liars, one blink and you'll miss this I'm a night rider, drunk on cider, risking lots of chocolate biscuits But damn, I lost my crown, now the economy's crashing down You spin me right round, baby, right round like a record Louis Jaffa, lyrical parliamentarian Slamming you with my name, remember my face Why? So you can say it again, Louis Jaffa, spiritual guardian angel Vibes always high, I'm always on the rise I never get old, I can't believe I got this Who would have thought I could have dropped this? An individual original bar about my love of Cadbury's chocolate really? A bar of Cadbury's chocolate okay. A delicious stream of consciousness I think I lost this game of chess I think I lost it, let me suggest Snap back to reality, oh, oh how mad of me. me Thought I was in a dream, but I'm actually in the streets I'm actually getting beat by a wizard called Steve My eyes are blind, a mind mangler, wrangling minds Fizzling ridicule with his beard, spit on medicinal stools Imbecilic rules, but I stab him in his eye Kick him in his thigh, flick him in his thigh Drown him while screaming, you in my dream How the fuck you alive, I hope you fucking die Stabs me, I drop to my knees, lots of fucking car seat And trees being lobbed at me, now I can't see I reach for the car key, I'm like Hutch and Star Ski Driving straight through the man's heartbeat His heart bleeds rapidly like a heart seat Waves crash not calmly, they're harming Like Jeff Darnum is when he's gone and made a run in the morning Man's yawning, trying to rhyme orange of door Hinge your porridge of raw mint, I'm annoyance I'm lawless, I'm flawless, I'm on all fours with a chainsaw Tackling zombies as the war begins to cause All right, I'm done, Mark, sorry, I'm out Recording this with a bed sheet over my head Because I've got no acoustics I can't believe how hot this has been to record It's fucking November and I'm dripping It's like three tracks in one, right? Yeah like first, first I, I messaged back to Louis and I said like, I, like I enjoyed it. I, I, I really enjoyed it. But the first, the first minute I was like, okay, like it's, it, it's okay. But something happens when it hits about a minute in yeah. and it just, he just barrels into it. Yeah. About the, about the time that a wizard called Steve beats him up. Yeah. Something then kind of like clicks in Louis's brain, and he goes into just like galaxy brain mode. That was oh, like I, I, I was. It was pretty was, cool. It was really fun. Last one. This is from Mikey. Uh, Mikey is uh, is just become a dad. Oh, nice one, Mike. And uh, yeah, he's kind of he's written this piece. Mikey's really upbeat guy, and this is what he kind of wrote. get jovial and jokey, far too invested in the hokey pokey karaoke of life, everyone seems to be singing, and taken so seriously, I mean seriously, come on, bygones be bygones, it's gone, the dust settles, pain fades like stinging nettles, quick transaction like eyes settle, the tab is taken, the bill is set, do we squirm, kick and cry? Or pay, move on and forget. Just forget it. I guess too, there is option C. Leg it, peg it. Down one way streets with flashing blue lights. It feels exciting, right? How do you feel? Drifting into the night. Are you at the wheel? Does sleep become disjointed, heavy and broken? Can you let go of what you put into motion? Stop gripping so tightly. Just let go. Just gotta let go. Let go. Some actions outweigh others. Scars often tell stories of eventful summers, intoxicated states, 
Late nights, curiosity paints horizons The sunrise illuminates minds Memories trail, truths get left behind Keep what's worse Don't spot to find signs that'll keep you blind There's no such thing as mistakes Only feedback Take back control You're writing this romance Just let love unfold Life is not a problem to be solved It's simply an experience to be shared Why are you wasting energy on people that simply don't care? Dare to step outside on your own too Until you find someone that gets you It's nice isn't it? It's really lovely It's one of those things I imagine this is sort of like the way With all musicians in sort of like the moment where you find like the right kind of music that goes with your voice and that is such a perfect marriage like his style and that kind of like backing are like so perfectly yeah 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 in tune with each other do you know what i mean yeah i think it's a i think it's a really lovely track and i think it's a really uh it's a lovely vibe to come out of this project with yeah. You know, uh, we, we've had a lot of, like I said, a lot of things have been sent in that have been very challenging for people to write, which is which is great. Yeah. But I, 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 I think it's great. We've also had some some pieces that have been, you know, like this piece by Mikey, that's been kind of wide open, you know, yeah. and um, yeah, that is him uh, on a feeling, isn't it? That is him riffing yeah. on a feeling, right? And yeah, like- and his voice is percussively kind of like connecting with the with the track in a way that's really satisfying as well. Yeah, so thank you so much, Mikey, for listening and send sending that in. And thanks to everyone, I'd say, as well, who sent work over to me. Um, I'd play loads of tracks one after the other, but I, I do think... Um, I think those three are, are definitely worth everyone hearing. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I think... That's a nice way to finish the series, man. That really is. I don't know. I, I do yeah. like that. I just like the vibe. I like the vibe of letting go. I think after this last couple of years... I uh, I am I am ready. I don't know about you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> I'm, at the I'm, end of this extremely intense podcast season, I, I think I'm ready to to let go of the profile picture that's me sat looking in my dressing gown <laughs> on the next to Bruce on the on the sofa, kind of like locked inside. I mean, one of the things about this series, and it's just inevitable because of making a podcast about something at the same time as learning a skill, is that always is going to make you introspective, right? And you've been in isolation, so that also makes you introspective. Yeah. But it, I don't want to, I don't like sideline, I think the incredible things that you've done and actually learning to be percussive. And I think it actually, you have done a lot of stuff about like letting uh, your emotion, like truth, your emotional truth, like separate from uh, your kind of, your, your writing and doing your own thing with it. And like, that is you letting go, man. You you have already like started to do it. That's I. You, do you know what? I guess that is kind of true. I do think I've I've let go of some things, but I, there, there's more that can be done. I think I think sometimes that the things I've got used to doing as a poet aren't necessarily helpful for me when I'm in a studio. I've been I've been liking it a bit to um in my head. I, I used to play a lot of uh, ISS International Superstar Soccer. 
back in the day uh, on on the the N sixty four. And I knew where this was going. Yeah. I knew I knew we were always leading. To but this. I loved it. I loved it. I was pretty good at it as well. And and then I played FIFA. And uh, when you're playing ISS, the shoot button and the kind of like just lob it over the the bar button, they're completely the opposite buttons on when you're playing FIFA. And obviously you could change around the control scheme, but you never would. So you go into people's houses and you've been used to playing, you know, and and shooting into the top corner of the goal, like landing it sweet, the sweet spot. Right. And, and then just like d- d- dribble it. But yeah, when you're playing it, you're playing on the different game. Suddenly, you've passed it to directly to the keeper's feet, and you're like, "Oh yeah, it's not, it's not." Um, and and so a lot of the the process of like being good was about just unlearning the control system. I'm gonna write a bagger. Taught... I'm gonna write a bagger. Yeah. I'm gonna write a bagger. I'm gonna... I pass to the keeper. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's like unlearning. Uh, Unlearning for me what feels like a successful move, a successful yeah. shot. Yeah. You're like, actually, it just sounds like you're trying a bit too hard here, or you're, you're kind of like overloading the, the 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 bar with too much kind of content. Yeah, man. And, and, and like, I, I, I totally get it, man. And like, I I, I think yeah, you, right. It, but it's hard. It is hard to you know like to 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 aim at like an emotional truth without getting caught into like analyzing where that emotion came from right it's, it's really easy like switch to to make but i guess the nice thing now is you no longer have a a, a, a podcast deadline we can have another six prime ministers uh uh you know like before you really need to worry about uh that's a, true that's a, true a, a releasing is... another episode yeah, yeah yeah that's true and so do we, you have got a bit of time now, man, to like to, 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 to actually do, you know, more reflection and, you know, like to, to decide. Imagine, you know, like trying to write like your uh, your first stand up comedy set whilst simultaneously writing like a PhD thesis in stand up, you know, and how completely opposite skills you would be expecting. They, they seem like they might gel. But actually, of course, like really, really different ways of like thinking about things. Yeah. So it, it feels the idea of doing something where I'm thinking a bit less, <laughs> less is, 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 is really appealing. I mean, that does remind me of like kind of something that was said by almost every artist that you interviewed, you know, like right throughout the entire season and probably season one as well, which was, you know, whenever you brought up like feeling stressed you know and like like or, or like you feel like you might be losing your way the thing that everybody always said was just like go back to the music like just listen to yeah. the music again and remind yourself why you're like like why you love it and and i kind of think that you know some of the stuff that happened to us in 2020 is still going to be with us you know we'll probably we'll always live with it either in memory and some of the results of it and so there's always going to be moments where, like, you know, for any reason, why we feel kind of, like, stressed and uh, confused yeah, about our lives. But it's kind of nice to always take that bit of advice a little bit. Yeah, I think so. I think as well, like, I think people often think of rap as being confrontational or yeah. sharp and, and hard. But for me, the past two and a half years, it, it's been comforting. It's been like a, like a blanket, I suppose. So... I think you've always got that, haven't you? Whatever you're going through, whatever challenge you've got, if you've got music that that you 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 love, that you can kind of stop thinking so intently for a bit and just be held by it. I think um, 
And for me, that's what I guess these artists and, 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 and rap has done for me the past two and a half years is it's it's held me together, really. Yeah. Do you wanna um do you wanna go put some records on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I've got some interesting stuff kicking around that I All picked right, up. Yeah, cool. I wanna, I've right. got some stuff I wanna play you too. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Let's go and do that. This podcast was created and written by me, Mark Grist. It featured script editing and a final interview with Ross Sutherland and sound production from Juxta. I'd like to thank all of the MCs who appeared on the series and Arts Council England too for funding the project. Finally, I'd like to thank you for listening. We've loved making these episodes and have still got plenty to learn.